Hey there, welcome back to the Northwest Audio Podcast, Midweek Formation, where we give you some supplemental content to take your formation beyond Sunday morning. My name is Nick, I'm the community pastor here at Northwest, and I'm here with our lead pastor, Luke, and our creative arts pastor, Maddie. Today we're finishing our conversation around the heart behind the music for our church's recently released album, Reacquainted, looking at the last song, Always Good. You know what else is always good? No. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah, it is. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is ridiculous. I was so excited for that. Little, little How joke. long have you been sitting on that joke? Honestly, it came to me like right then. Oh, really? That's right perfect. Right then. Yeah. That's perfect timing. Yeah, wow. Thank you. Comedic genius. Yeah. Well, my jokes are always good too. Mm, that's not true. That's either. not true. <laughs> yeah. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, oh, everybody. Man. We yeah. got, yeah, we're happy you're here. Last song. Yeah. Last the one. Last one. Last and, then, one. and then Maddie won't be our special guest all the time. Who knows? Maybe we'll have her back. Well, we have her back soon enough. Maybe. Or maybe Maddie's like, I'm over this. She's like, I'm done. I, here, I'll come back <laughs> like, this on, isn't on fun. one condition that we stop talking about the intro <laughs> at the beginning of every how, podcast. I don't see how I could possibly <laughs> agree to that. Agree to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that song, Always Good, is, man, I, it's just, it feels so tongue in cheek to it. It's so good. But it is really that good. It's the, the song itself is, um, how do I say this? The song can take so many meanings. You know what I mean? It can take on so many meanings. It has Absolutely. so many. There's such a variety. There's such a, what's what's the word I can use here? Like a duplicity of meanings. Yeah, there. it's very universal. Yes. It's very applicable to yeah. everybody. There's a variety of places it can meet you at. Yes. Yeah. That's a good yeah. way to put it. I feel like the truth of God is always good and working for your good is something that is the if most you, easily contextualized right. Absolutely. Exactly. theological truth. Any sort of season, like any sort of valley, whether like like really bad or not so bad or whatever it looks like for you in your context, this can be applied to that. Well, and it's kind of the song about about going through the storm and how God meets us there yeah. and how he's good through it all. And um, I can't remember who said this, but I think it was at a conference that we all went to where they were like, you're either going through a storm, about to go through a storm, or you just came out of one. And so I think a song like this is very applicable to something like that yeah. because everybody's gone through some kind of storm. And they're going to if they haven't, or they just got out of one, and so they can relate to that season that they just got out of. Yeah. Man, that's a yeah, that's a beautiful way to break that down. So this each song has a unique kind of origin story. And you know we've we've uh, touched on most of those. This is the last one, right? Yep. Yes. This this one um, has its own origin story as well, but it's pretty personal to you, Maddie, as the writer of this song. It is yes, extremely it is incredibly personal. Take us on the journey. Yeah. So I mean, for those of you who are listening and don't know this, um, two years ago, twenty October twenty twenty one, my mom was diagnosed with. Um, stage four brain cancer and she recently passed in april wow this is much harder than i thought it was gonna be um anyways um she passed in april and that has been or that was probably the hardest season of my life and um it was it was my storm right we were just talking about that it was my storm 
that I was going through. And I am recently out of that particular storm, but now I'm dealing with the grief of the aftermath of that storm, right? And um, so that this song really originated there, and I'm not going to get into all of those details, but um, it was a very difficult trying season. And um, knowing that I was going to be faced with her, her death unless God healed her, which she did not physically get healed. I will say that. And um, there was a lot of prayer for that and it did not happen. And so this song just came out of a lot of pain and um, a lot of disappointment, which um, is kind of, yeah, I mean, it's funny because, you know, then these lyrics are, I've never been disappointed, but we will, we will, we will get into that. So um yeah, this song came from a lot of just disappointment in that season of where I was at. And kind of fast forward a little bit. We talked about this project starting at the beginning of this year in January, right? And um, unrelatedly, I thought I was just writing a fun I just thought I was writing a song. Like I, oh, it was, I was not like emotionally attached to it. I did not have some kind of like spiritual awakening and just start writing this song. This was probably in January or February. And I wrote the bridge to this song because I was like, we're writing an album. I'm going to write this bridge and just like start getting going with my creative juices type of thing. And, um, and so I wrote the bridge to this song, which is, you know, in my weakness and my failure, you were there in my lowest at my limit, you were there, right? It's just this, um, it's this in this place and in that place, you were there. And I liked the, I liked the bridge and I, and I wrote it and I was like, oh, that's a good one. But I just kind of left it and I didn't know what to do with it. And I tried to put it with a bunch of different other songs that we were already writing and it just never really fit. So it kind of just sat in my vault. And mm. so that happened. <laughs> Then fast forward some more. A um, few months later, my mom passed and I was obviously devastated and I was just really wrestling. And um, I was going to grief counseling and I'm saying I said to my therapist, I said, I just don't know where God was in that. And she said to me, you need to pray and ask God where he was. And so I'm like in my car and I'm like, okay, God, I'm about to pray. And then before I even have a chance to pray, God, where were you? He reminds me of that bridge that um, I had written that just came so naturally to me. And at the time, I didn't really think anything of it. But looking back, it was 100% the spirit just giving me these words to write down to keep because he knew I would need them for later. And it were these words like in my heartache and in my grief, you were there in my pleading on my knees. You were there right in all these places where I'm saying, God, I don't know where you were. He, um, he was already there and he's telling me that he was there. And so, um, I, after that encounter and cry sesh in my car, (laughs) um, 
on, I, a phone, on a phone call to me. On a phone call to Nick, I'm like, Nick. Breaking down. Yeah. Like, you'll never believe what just happened. And so, <laughs> um, I, I drive home and I wrote the rest of the song that day. Wow. And, um, and that you finished the bridges too. The bridges weren't completely they done. They weren't completely done. But, and then, but then as your therapist had asked you of like, you know, take inventory of the times that you thought he wasn't around. Like you're, right. you don't know where he was. And so she literally, it was like each, each line in the bridge is a, a time that you didn't know where he was and you were reminded that he was there. Absolutely. And it's almost just like speaking this truth over yourself, reminding yourself of like in my worst moment, God was there. Like God was there. He yeah. did not leave me. He did not abandon me. Um, I think it's in, it's in one of the Psalms. It's the, you did not leave me in the pit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Psalm that is off the top of my head, but, um, but yeah, it's just, it's just reminding yourself of that truth is just really, yeah, it's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I wrote the rest of the song that day. And I mean, and there's a lot of, um, theological and personal depth in each part of the song. Yeah. And we can walk through that if, if we want to, but I mean, yeah. First of all, thank you for your raw, you know, emotion. Thank you. It just uh, happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so appreciative of it, and I'm so thankful for it. I, I agree with Nick. Just to to unpack at every level, I think that first question of the the lyric of "I've never been disappointed." Or how's the how's the actual lingo again? It's "I've never <laughs> been disappointed." You've been there for every moment. Okay. <sighs> Compare and contrast that with. The act, you know, the human experience of disappointment, right? right? How, how do you, those are clearly juxtaposed. Yes. But yet in Christ, there, there tends to be a reconciliation of those two things of, of in the short term, I do experience disappointment in the long term. Yeah. Disappointment tends to fade. Walk us through and let our audience hear your kind of journey through disappointment in terms of um, the, the disappointment of your mom yeah. not being physically healed but then coming to a spiritual, um, just a place in your journey where you could actually write the lyrics and sing them and believe them. Mm. I've never been disappointed. So yeah, walk us through that. Yeah. And and I would say that it's a hard thing to, um, to come to, if that makes sense. And I remember sitting there that day, writing that lyric and not believing it at the time. Oh, interesting. And, and then that, and I think that's just because I wrote it because I needed to believe it. If that makes sense. Like I sure. know that in Christ he will never and never has disappointed me because he's, he is perfect and he is whole. Right. And he knows what's best for us. And, um, it, there are some songs that we sing, um, and in different seasons, just by other artists that we sing on Sunday mornings and in different seasons of my life, I have I have to sing those words because I don't believe them. Gotcha. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what yeah. is that line in, in the song Gyra? I will be content in every circumstance. I'm not content in every circumstance. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. want to be. But I'm going to say it until I I'm believe gonna, it. I'm going to say it until I believe <laughs> yeah. it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like, there are lyrics like that that we have to speak over ourselves mm-hmm. because we are human yeah. and we're incapable of doing those things on our own. And so this idea of I've never been disappointed. Well, we all know to some degree that's not true. I have been disappointed, yeah. but that's my human experience. 
But in Christ, I've never been disappointed. Yeah. Because we have to understand, like, there's also a difference between what happens in our world because of sin and we experience those things because of sin. And sometimes we put those things on Christ like as if he did that to us, but he didn't. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's not fair of us to put those sinful things and those consequences of sinful actions and put that on Christ yeah. and say, hey, you disappointed me, God. That's that's not yeah. that's not fair. And I think I think it, even broader, it's important to like, I think like you said, short term versus long term. Like short term, we experience small disappointments every day. We can't deny that. Absolutely. But long term, we can truly say God has never disappointed me in the way that He's turned something around. Like I think of Romans when it says, "You are you know you are, God is always working for the good of those who love Him." Um, and I just think it's important for us to remember that even the the small disappointments, the small moments, the small valleys, God always finds a way to turn those around. He turns the graves into gardens. He turns the chaos into order. He turns all of these things. Like he, he turns death to life. Yes, he has a reputation of doing that. Like mm. we we can't deny that throughout Scripture, he's always turning things around. You know, it's uh, it's in Genesis with Joseph. You you took what the enemy meant for evil. And and God turned it for good. Yeah. yeah, like the Lord meant it for good. Yeah. Um. And so this is exactly that. Is that the the mourning, the weeping, the the pain that I'm experiencing, the heartache, the um the the discouragement. You know, in verse two it says, I I've I've been discouraged in the waiting, but I've seen what the Lord has done. I've been disheartened when there's no healing, like. Man, those are, that's exactly what we were feeling in that season, but we had to be reminded the Lord never disappoints. With but what, I with have what, seen what the Lord yes, has done. The Lord never disappoints yeah. with the good that he brings out of the bad. Yes. Like he just always brings something so beautiful. And yes. so I'm going to just remind myself of that truth and that will get me through. Yes. Like clinging on to this, this fact that one day, this hope, that one day God will will see me through it, that God will bring me into goodness. Like, you know, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Holding on to that is what gets you through the experiences of grief and pain and things like that. Yeah, and I would say too, like, that's also hard to, it's hard to say that when you're faced with the reality of losing someone that you've loved so much. Yeah. Right, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. like it's hard to say, she died, but God made it better. Like that's, right. you know, that that's hard to say, but I will say that even though all of the pain, all of the trauma, all of the heartache that we experienced in the, in, in the season of her disease. And then now in the season of her passing in our grief, I have seen God redeem those things. Mm -hmm. he, I've seen sure. him redeem the, the, the heartache I've seen him bring us joy that I've never been able to experience before. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's just, even though he can't, even though we can't take away the part that fa the fact that she died, like sure. that's very real. Yeah. That happened. He was able to give us other things like my daughter. Yeah. Like she was, she was 100% sent to us in this season for this season because he knew that we needed a light like her in this time. She's the most joyful baby She's, in the whole planet. She is. And 
when we named her, we, I, I remember being nervous when we named her, uh, because we, we named her Judea, which means, uh, the people who praise. Um, and I was, I was really nervous. I was like, does that mean that we're going to enter into a season where we need to be reminded to praise, <laughs> like to praise in all, in all circumstances? Like I'm a little nervous. I'll never forget when you told me that you guys were going to have Judea. It was the funniest Sunday. You pulled me aside. You're like, hey, I just want to let you know, Nick and I are expecting. So if I throw up on stage, that's why. (laughs) I was so nauseous. I was so afraid that I was going to just barf on people. It was like the funniest like pastoral meetup meeting pre-service I've ever had in my life. She's like, hey, Luke, can I talk to you for a second? Uh, Sure. What's up? Okay. So Nick and I are expecting, by the way. So I just want to let you know if I throw up on stage, that's why. And I was like. Hey, <laughs> I was so I was so I was so nauseous yeah. in my pregnancy and I really thought and so for those of you that sit in the front row on Sundays consider yourselves lucky <laughs> consider that, yourselves lucky <laughs> that I did not projectile yes on you but yeah there's a lot of joy that comes yeah from that there's a, a lot of good things have come out of it. I think of um I mean it's kind of weirdly on the nose um but it's it's the metaphor of the grave in the garden. Absolutely. Of like there's this grave, there's grief, there's sadness there, but like little flowers come up and it's mm-hmm. like little little good things come out of this that wouldn't have otherwise happened, but now can happen. Like look at the the healing that you have gone through just in everything, absolutely. every part of yourself because of this tr- no, because of this trigger. No, seriously. My mom and and then that's what that's what's so crazy. Like my mom's passing um basically opened up all of these doors for greater healing in my life personally reconciliation among family members like just time that we never would have spent together all happened because yeah. of her disease like to some degree her disease healed our family like god healed our family through mm. my mom's disease and so like even though we had to suffer my mom's disease and even though we had to lose someone that we loved so much like God we, has brought good he things brought from it. So many good things out of it. And yeah. so today I can stand here and I can sing. I've never been disappointed, even though I can also sing. I've been disheartened when there's no healing because I prayed for that every day. Yeah. I remember. I mean, I remember that. I remember we would join you in that. Yeah. Gosh, it feels like forever ago and yesterday at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. I sat in this chair and did it many, many times. I remember as a staff, we like, there was one Tuesday where it was just like we all just got on our knees and just like begged God for healing and that's just like imprinted on my memory. But um, the okay, so w- what you're describing is you're basically never disappointed um, by the kingdom of heaven. Absolutely. But, but we are often disappointed by the kingdom of earth. Yeah. Right. It delivers uh, lackluster results, and we're often disappointed with uh, many of the things that the human experience offers us and so there are a lot of people that are listening to this right now and especially there's something to like thanksgiving and christmas that just reveals like annual annual wounds i did the quote thing again nobody can see my quotes but like (laughs) (laughs) annual wounds where 
they don't have to think about it for 10 months, 11 months, but as soon as Thanksgiving and mm. Christmas come up, they have to think about yeah. that like conflict with their family member yep. or the loss of someone that they deeply loved or, uh, you know, a disease that still hasn't been healed or financial turmoil that is ongoing year after year after year. And so there is this like real disappointment that seems to be amplified during the yes. holidays. And that's its own juxtaposition because the holidays are supposed to be like fun and festive yeah. and filled yeah. with family and joy. <laughs> and how can, what would you say to any of our listeners right now who are experiencing their own, um, they're living in the tension of disappointment from w the world, but trying to hold on to hope of not being disappointed by the kingdom of heaven. Like what were some of the active things that you, Maddie, Pastor Maddie, what were some of the active things that you had to do to like hold on to hope, to cultivate like an inner life of hope that would ultimately lead you to say, you know what? I have never been disappointed by the kingdom of heaven. I've never been disappointed uh, by by placing greater trust in Jesus. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that hardship and trials don't come, but for those of us who are just like, okay, here comes the holidays. Mm -hmm. uh, this song is a perfect time. Excuse me, uh, this time is a perfect time to uh, listen to this song, rather. Uh, but what were some of the active disciplines that you engaged in, or what were some of the things that almost God like forced you into to um, cultivate that deeper inner life of, you know what, I'm not disappointed by by Christ. I'm not disappointed by the kingdom of heaven, even though everything around me uh, sends me the signals of I should be disappointed because so many of our people live in a perpetual state of, of disappointment. So pastor some of our listeners right now in that regard. Yeah. Well, I would say first, you won't be able to get there on your own. And so you need to come to terms with that. Okay, unpack that more. I like will. really, really unpack that. Um, the he was just, he was just uh, <laughs> I do a lot of hand motions <laughs> during podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Uh, it in a season like this, you know, whatever it is that you're going through right now, and I guess I'll just use my own my own season that I was just in for reference. But it's the human world puts this kind of strength on us that we have to have to get through it on our own. But as living in the, in the kingdom of heaven, we know that we don't have that, the kind of strength that is necessary to get us through that, those types of things. And so there's this, like you feel like a failure because you're like, why can't I do this on your own, on my own? Because that's what the world tells me. But then God says, you were never meant to do this on your own. Like you need mm. to come to me and I will give you rest, right? You need to come to me and I will carry your burden. You need to come to me. And me being a strong person was like, um, hello, I am doing it. I am doing it on my own. I've got it under control, you know, and that didn't last very long because <laughs> I can't do it on my own. And and that was a uh, very apparent to me. And so, um, I would say, yeah, you, you can't do this on your own and you need to, you need to bring it before the Lord. And I'm not, I'm not going to say that he's going to, um, heal that disease or he's going to heal that family member or, you know, whatever it is, because I can't make those promises on behalf of God. But what I can say is that he will see you through it. And, the um 
the other thing I would say is that the only way out is through. Wow. You you cannot get around it. So you might as well just go through. Yeah. Yeah, you, you have you have to. And the only thing that got me through it, <laughs> I would say, is just being immersed in a community of believers that were constantly lifting me up because I could not lift myself up most days. And being with I mean, my husband, who just basically sacrificed everything in order to get me through that. The staff, our, my, my team, um, people, just, just community of believers who just, who knew, who knew the God that was getting you through it. That's what you need. So that's what I have to say about that. Wow. And the world says what's the phrase pick yourself up by your bootstraps or something like that yeah so i don't know yeah whatever that <laughs> stupid phrase is and like how what a horrible message no 100 what a horrible message Terrible of message. like toughen up yeah. and I, I do think there's a season for grittiness and tenacity and but grittiness and tenacity and suffering and grief are are are, are um oil and water yeah they're not the same thing they're not the same thing and I um no in your I, what's that I was gonna say no instead in your weakness you're made strong yeah exactly and and you were made strong by um surrounding yourself with strength the Holy Spirit God's people God's word in prayer and so it sounds I'm hearing you say like for any of our listeners who can resonate with you um, but in their own way going through their own thing you're basically saying you've you've got to um really actively uh reject the temptation of isolation absolutely and and intentionally decide to immerse yourself in community even if you're an introvert or even if you're antisocial or even if you don't think you need people you need people absolutely you need people badly yes yes yeah and i mean and you you need to as much as you can go before the lord and the reason I say as much as you can is because there, there are times where you just have nothing. Wow. And oh, what is that scripture? It's like uh, you hear my when I when I am. It's like when I am unable, you hear my groans or something like that. What? Where is that? Uh, I have to look at it real quick. I looked up the yeah. Psalms. It's sixteen ten, by the way. That song. Oh. You won't leave me in the pit. You won't leave me in the pit. <laughs> I had to look. That I don't up know that. Fast. I don't know that one. That is what it's what got me through. Sometimes is all I had was was a groan. Wow. You know, all I had was a was was nothing. All I had was sometimes it was just intercessory. It was people praying on behalf of me because I could not. Couldn't find the words. I couldn't c- form the sentences. Nope. It's just too much. Too much. Too hard. And, and I would say that's okay too. Yeah. If that's yeah. where you are. Yeah. And don't, you can't, you can't beat yourself up about that. You mm. can't, you can't call yourself a failure because you're in this incredibly difficult season. Nobody expects you to, to um, still have it all together when you're going through what you're going through. Yeah. And, yeah, so I would and I would also just I would also give just a call to vulnerability because the only way that you'll you'll be able to get through with community surrounding you is if you're vulnerable with them in the <laughs> <Yeah>. first place. 
community can't really help you if you don't if let you them don't, in. If you don't tell them what's going on. So don't go to the bar. <laughs> do not do to, that. Do I'll not. go find community, uh, you know, my people that won't talk to me. Yeah, no, no. Go be vulnerable with somebody because then they can help you. Yeah. And for those of you that are rolling your eyes, you need to do it. That's what I have to say. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, though. I'm, I'm so curious because, uh, again, for just in case any of our listeners don't know this, Nick and Maddie are a thing, a married thing, a family. <laughs> a forever thing. A forever thing. They're like a one flesh thing. So, Nick, I'm just like so, super curious, brother. Um, what was your experience of God being always good? Be- because this song is so personal to Maddie's story mm-hmm. of pain and suffering, um, but yet is such a beautiful gift given to our church because we can we can apply that song right. to any it's so easy to contextualize for yeah. any one of us. Yeah. How did you contextualize it? Clearly you suffered, yeah. you know, along with your wife. But I want to hear like what were some of the nuances that you experienced along the way as how did you experience that God was always good in the midst of your pain? your own unique pain and watching your, your wife suffer through her pain. Um, it was definitely, I mean, the same things always came to my mind as to Maddie's mind with this song. Um, I spent lots of hours praying for healing. Um, I have lots of pages in my, in my notebook that are just like, anger and confusion of God, you say you want to heal. I know you can heal. So why isn't it happening? Like, where's, where's, this doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and yeah, just a, a lot of hurt, a lot of pain and a lot of struggle and coming out of, you know, the, the illness portion of that season and entering into more just like grief and memory um seeing the healing take place um not just in maddie but in lots of different scenarios like we were talking about um what for me was just like the oh my goodness i should never have doubted god's ability to make all things new Mm. like who am i to deny what the Lord can do. Yeah, right. We're just saying that on Sunday. <laughs> like, who am I to deny what the Lord can do? Like, he he makes all things new every time. Like I said earlier, all throughout Scripture, he's been, he's been doing this since the beginning of time. He has been making bad things good again. So, it, for me, it was almost a reminder of, of, you know, not to, like, beat myself up or anything. That's not what I'm doing. But, like, it was almost a reminder of my lack of faith. Of my lack of faith of just like, oh my goodness, I didn't think that he could do it. Hmm. I didn't think that he was going to be able to pull pull us through, you know, and there might have been like some of me in the season that we were in being like, you know, God will see us through. We'll, we'll get out of this eventually. But in my mind, it was just like a, you know, several years down the line, we'll be past it to some extent. Um, it wasn't like a God's going to make good things alive you know and i i had to say that over myself much like maddie had said i I had to say those things over myself in order to try and believe them um but you know as anybody who's listening if they are in that season you would know it's extremely difficult to believe those things when you're in it Mm -hmm. we hadn't seen firsthand this kind of redeeming 
that God was doing. And so I think to see that, that made every word of this song sweeter. Hmm. Um, to, to sing this song when you don't believe it, and then months later to sing it saying, it's true. I just experienced it. Wow. Like, I have seen the goodness that carried me. I have seen what the Lord has done. I have lived the heartache that buried me, but I have seen what the Lord has done. Wow. Like, to to say those words and be reminded of God's faithfulness is just, it's, um, it kind of just renews you. There's a different level of, uh, the words, I've never been disappointed disappointed or the words in my heartache in my grief you were there or you know in my pleading on my knees you were there those words mean something else when you are currently pleading on your knees yeah you know what i mean yep, yep. that and when you are currently disappointed mm. then yeah. when i'm now seven months removed sure six months removed about so it, it, it's just it's a little it's a little different. I would say maybe a month ago this song like I was kind of in a in a season of respite. I feel like from my grief mm-hmm. because it was just kind of this in between like we have been a few months removed. I didn't have a ton of triggers, but then uh Starbucks drum- dropped the pumpkin spice latte and I cried. So like, mm. you know what I mean? And it's just like things like that like yeah. little things that you don't rem- see coming and they just trigger yeah. things like that and so then i have to remind myself i've never been disappointed yeah you know um christmas is coming it reminds me of my mom i have to remind myself okay i miss her but i've never been disappointed in you god yeah because you've redeemed this you yeah. have you've shown up you've shown up you've been with me in yeah. every moment of this so and i'll see you do it again and i'll see you do it again mm. Because that's the thing, too. Like, I'm I'm 22. I turned 23 in January. Like, this isn't the end of my suffering. Yeah. Your birthday's in January? It is in January. Oh, man. You think We've I had the, known We have this conversation every, every year. year. Every January. I feel every pretty year. bad. <laughs> because my first day of work was my birthday. Oh, when I jumped, was it? Yes. See, and that's just sad. <laughs> that's sad. You guys have also had this conversation every, every January. <laughs> well, this first couple of years of planning is kind of a blur. So I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> really remember. Okay, so here's here's what I'm hearing you both say. I'm hearing that everyone should turn off this podcast and go listen to Always Good. Go listen to that song. Go listen to Always Good and have a good crisis. Medi- <laughs> meditate on perhaps how the world really does deliver disappointing results, mm. but how the hope in Christ and His divine ability to sovereignly um, rule over all things and deliver good outcomes for those who place their faith in him, even when it's something you can't see in the immediate, even when it's something you can't experience in the immediate, you're, you are able to look back and say, wow, God has always been there with me and for me every step of the way. And, but it takes an intentional moment Mm -hmm. to actually ask God, like you did in the car, where were you? Yeah. Where were you? And allow him to answer that question. And so perhaps our listeners today could ask God, where were you Yeah, in the midst of their disappointment and listen to the song always good and allow it to wash over your life mm-hmm. um, and, and bring about some fresh, fresh faith inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I'm grateful and thankful for that song. That song is, is a beautiful song and um, what an incredible gift to our church. 
it's been an incredible gift to me. And so I'm happy to have shared it. Most of the people that have actually um, talked to me about this song and just told me how much it has touched them have shared a little bit about the things that they've going through. And it has been so incredibly touching to hear how the Lord has used this song to um, work out some healing in my life and how he's using this song to um, promote healing in others. You know, mm. and a lot of the, a lot of these people are, are dealing with the dreaded C word mm. and it is, um, it, it is not a battle that you want to be facing alone. And so I feel like, um, the Lord has just used this song to show people that they're not alone and they're suffering. I now know what song to point people to as a soothing reminder mm. during seasons of healing and suffering. Yeah. How cool is that? that how cool is that? That, mm-hmm. Uh, we can mm. offer that as a gift. And honestly, right there, this song, this is a good thing that came from a bad experience. Absolutely. This is a good mm-hmm. thing that God did bringing out of suffering and out of pain. Um, never, never again should I doubt the ability that God has to restore and to make all things new. Yep. He doesn't waste a thing. Mm-mm. If you have any questions or things you want us to talk about on the podcast, please let us know. You can do that by going to our media tab on our website, uh, mercyroadnw.com. And on our website, you'll also be able to find more details and information about our community. And you can get a hold of me or Luke directly uh, and Maddie. If you go to the staff page, you can see our emails there. So thanks for joining us. And we'll talk to you again soon. Mm -hmm.